You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it! That's really it! And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like (laughs) Change.Dork. Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. So in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about marriage, divorce, my family, my career. I'm also going to be talking a lot about cancer, the ups and the downs, everything that I've learned from it. It's going to be a wild ride. So listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I first heard about Amanda Klutz during the pandemic because she was always in the news and on social about this awful thing that was happening with her husband and how she sat by his side and ultimately, unfortunately, lost him. But she has such a positive force and attitude. I I so admire her, how she has been in the public eye and really helped people who are going through things in their lives that I'm, I'm really excited to talk to her and hear just how she does it and hear about her little son and all her cool projects. So here is my conversation with Amanda Klutz. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm Hi. great, how are you? I'm good, nice to meet you. Yes, nice to meet you too, thanks for having me. Where, where am I catching you? I'm in LA, we just finished uh, filming the talk today. So I'm just uh, 
wrapping that up, starting the second half of my day. I always think of like the talk is the first part of my day and then and then everything else after that. <laughs> what time what time do you start your day? You know, we we start work at 8:30. That's like what our first Zoom is and then usually done by, you know, noon. Um, unless we have things that we're doing afterwards, but you know, my little boy gets me up around six thirty-seven. So right. So no, that's why I was asking because I've always been a working mom. So you know, what time do you start your day? Do you get up before your son gets up? Do you get up with him? No, Bobby. What's happening these days is he sleeps with me at the moment, and because I love the kids so much and I love cuddling with him so much, I don't even care. So I'm like, sure, come sleep with me. And the second I even try to like wiggle myself out of bed, even just to use the bathroom, it's like his seventh sense kicks in and he's like, he wakes up immediately, mom is gone and there's a freak out. So uh, I literally have to like gently wake him up and give him kisses and be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then he usually says, I come too. <laughs> Oh, well, I am totally, totally smiling because I raised three sons. Oh, and I remember I do. And I was I never listened to anyone. And I don't know how I got pregnant the second or the third time because they always slept with us, you know. But um, (laughs) yeah, it goes. Honestly, it goes fast. And I just had my first grandkid. So it's like it's just crazy. And so I get it and and take every minute of what you got of him so of all the cuddles right I know like we and we've gone through stages of him sleeping in his crib and 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 not and and this is sort of again a new stage of him being back in bed with me and I'm like I don't have anyone else in my bed so come on (laughs) how are you doing in general you know I mean since it's been two years since Nick passed yeah two years um you know I'm not going to lie. I had a really hard September for some reason. I mean, not for some reason. It was our anniversary. It's his birthday. September always feels like a new start to me. Like, you know, it feels more to me like a new year than January. Um, And I think like with all those events that are important, you know, and Elvis going to school and, and uh, it was a hard, it was a hard month. I've, I've felt off. Uh, recently. Um, And Elvis is starting to ask me questions about Nick and where he is. And so I feel like that part of grief is going to start happening um, where I have to now face his grief after, you know, dealing with mine for the last two years and, you know, helping Elvis understand in, in, at this young age, you know, where dad is, why dad doesn't live with us, you know, what happened to dad. And it's been really, really, really hard. And even just at this year, like his age and he doesn't want me to leave the house. He doesn't want babysitters to come over. So finding that balance of a working mom and trying to also maybe go on a date here or there is is really hard. And you feel guilty every time you leave the house and he's crying. Um, so yeah, it's it's actually been really hard lately. I've had a lot of nights where I've cried and this isn't fair and life isn't fair and I shouldn't be in this position. (laughs) I've had a lot of like, yeah. And it's normal. I know it's normal and I have no reason to be woe is me, but I've, I've been a little woe is me lately. And and it's, I hate it. I actually don't like how it feels, but I'm just being honest. But you're, you're allowed to feel what you feel and you know, it's important. And you know, I'm not a shrink. I'm a makeup artist, which sometimes (laughs) like a shrink. 
but you know, you've, you've got to go through what you have to go through and you know, how lucky and yeah, everything does suck, but how lucky you have this little boy who is able to like, you know, fill you, fill you up. Does he remember his dad? You know, he says that he does, which is crazy because I don't know if that's because I, we watched so many videos together of Nick, um, or if I talk, because I talk about Nick so much, but he does, he does say that. And I love it, but uh, it makes me wonder because I have no memories from two or three years old, or actually, I'm sorry, the only memories he would have with Nick are from zero to 10 months. I don't remember anything from those times. So I don't, I don't know, but you know, he'll say things that he does. So I'm just, I'm going with it, you know? And how are you like, what do you tell him where dad is? Oh, we just had to start this conversation. So I have said that Dada lives in heaven with Jesus and, um, but he's all around us all the time and we can always talk to him and we can listen to him sing and, um, and he's watching over us all the time. That's what I've, that's what I've said so far. Okay. Well, it's, It's yeah, it's, it's a, it's a journey, but you seem, I don't know you, but what I've read and what I seem, you seem like a very positive, upbeat person by nature and, you know, and that, you know, that could only help in the long term. Well, first of all, you're so friggin' pretty. I just have to tell you. That's very kind of you. Thank you. The the least important thing out there, but I just had to get it out of the way. (laughs) Did you model? Oh, I mean, I did some commercial modeling when I first moved to New York when I was going to school at 18, but, um, but that was it. Cause I do remember, uh, going to, I think it was Ford and they, uh, a modeling meeting and they said, you could do editorial, but you'd have to lose 40 pounds. Oh. And, uh, yeah. And I was like, well, what, tell me more about commercial print then. <laughs> oh, wait, 40 pounds, but yes. you've never, but that wasn't you being overweight. That was you just being normal. That was me being normal. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it's a good thing you didn't do that. And what did you study in college? Musical theater. I went to a musical theater conservatory in New York City, AMDA. So you started your career as a dancer? A dancer, actor, singer. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I went to school for all three of those things, a musical theater conservatory. I was mostly a dancer, um, but you know, to be on Broadway, you have to act and sing. So I rounded myself out at school and then um, started performing in musicals. Oh, and, and how does that, and then what about being on the talk? How do, how do those skills serve you and what did you have to do differently? Oh my, well, the talk came out of nowhere. I mean, that was when, you know, I moved to LA. uh, I so I did Broadway for 16 years and then started my own fitness business. So left Broadway, started my own business, became a female entrepreneur, loved it. Moved to Los Angeles with Nick. Uh, He was doing a show here and wanted to pursue music here. And I was only running my fitness company. And then everything happened with the pandemic and the casting uh, woman here at the talk was following the story. And um, once Nick passed and they were back up and running, they asked me to come on and guest co-host. And I think, you know, Broadway teaches you everything, every skill possible in life. Um, And so, and then, you know, in doing my own fitness business, I had done so many morning television shows and and interviews, et cetera, et cetera. So this kind of, you know, platform wasn't 
unfamiliar to me, but it definitely was like, oh, okay, let's go on the, let's go on the talk and see how I, I like co-hosting. And I loved it. I loved it so much. It felt very much like right at home. And uh, luckily they thought so too. And then they hired me. Oh, oh, that's so cool. So tell me about the fitness business. The fitness business, um, I started when I was 32. I had been performing on Broadway and television and movies for 16 years. And I kind of at the point where I just was done because it's a very hard life. I mean, you're constantly in and out of work. You're constantly being told when and how long and what you can do. Um, and I was 32 years old and I was in a Broadway show and I thought it was just going to be a show that would run for years and I would be able to have babies and buy a house one day. And then everything sort of erupted. I was going, I went through a divorce with my first husband after seven years of marriage. He was in a show that was touring at the time. So we were never seeing each other. And then this Broadway show that I thought would be kind of like my saving grace for a while, just uh, unexpectedly closed after a couple of months. So I was, what was it? It was called Bullets Over Over Broadway. Uh And it was, what happened, you know, it was, it was a beautiful show, but it was in the midst and the height of the Woody Allen, you know, scandal and, uh, and, and the show got bad reviews and we ended up closing and it was devastating. And so I found myself unemployed, 32, going through a divorce. And I just looked at my life and I was like, I need to take control of my life. I, I can't be living this in and out of show life if I want a family and if I want a home one day. And I need to be able to support myself now that I don't have a husband that's support, helping to support me. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a chance and start a business. I had an idea for a jump rope class. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train clients privately and start making money that way. And then hopefully launch this jump rope class. And so that's what I did. Cool. And, and it still exists, right? It still exists. And now is basically all um, digital. I have an app that I run and everything through the app. I still teach over Zoom once a week um, just to keep up with live teaching because I love that. And I get hired to teach fitness events here and there, but it's mostly online now through my app. And uh, yeah, it's my baby. It's the, it's, I love that business so much. It means the world to me. It, it, it helped me find myself again. And um, I was so, I'm just so proud of it. And I'm, I'm so proud of the underlying message of my fitness business and, and what that means and just how important moving your body is every day. It's, you know, it's, it's so important to me, that message. So I, I, yeah, I I love my fitness business. And how, what motivation do you have for people listening saying, oh, I really want to try, but I don't know where to start. I mean, I work out all the time, so I know Mm -hmm. how important it is, but what about the people that are kind of sitting on their couch saying, oh, you know, I'd say, first of all, get up and walk while you're listening to the podcast. Okay. What's, <laughs> you what's, your, what's your motivation? Yeah, my motivation, um, it was always this, but then the pandemic amplified it. Um, my motivation is that we are so lucky to be able to move our bodies. Like, I think we take it for granted on a daily basis because we're tired or it's cold outside, or I don't have a membership to a gym. I don't have a trainer. Or I'm just not in the mood. And I feel like we are so lucky to be able to wake up and to stand on two feet and to be able to walk 
and to be able to jump, to be able to smile while doing it and enjoy it and be able to treat our bodies in a way that only strengthens our mind and our soul and our, our purpose in life. And I don't think it should ever be taken for granted. Working out isn't a chore. It is a privilege. And, you know, for 95 days, I sat beside my husband and he could not move. He could not move his body. He could not stand up. And I know from knowing him that all he, I mean, if, if, if he could have even just sat up, Bobby, he couldn't even, he didn't have the strength to sit up, let alone open his eyes. And we are, are so lucky to be able to do it every day. And yet we'll complain about it and we take it for granted. And I, it's just, fitness to me is not about a gene size. It's about that. It's about strengthening your body, your mind. It is about relieving stress and anxiety. And it's about not taking it for granted. The fact that we're able to move. And if you have five minutes or 55 minutes, you do it every single day because it's so you're, you're, you, you can, because you can. Well, you're, you're saying it's jump rope based. My, that's how I started my company with a jump rope. And then I ended up creating a jump rope and now I sell a jump rope, but I have workouts on my app from dance fitness, then to full body training, little to no um, equipment so that you can really do it anywhere at any time. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you. Do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fear of the unknown is the greatest fear of all, and for millions of Americans, there is no greater unknown than what to do when faced with an Alzheimer's diagnosis. My name is Dana Torito, and my podcast, The Memory Whisperer, takes a closer look at Alzheimer's disease and those affected by it. Like many of you, I've experienced the disease firsthand. I've been an advocate and care partner for decades and have written extensively about the subject. Each week, I'll talk to people who've been personally affected by the disease and learn how they coped with it. Folks like TV personality Lisa Gibbons. Action is the antidote for fear. And nurse and dementia researcher Dr. Fayron Epps. We no longer can be silent. We have to speak up. We have to share our experiences so we can help each other and learn from each other. Listen to The Memory Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from... 
let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. Probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you, to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer. Because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together, we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You know, so much of your story is so shared with the public. I mean, you know, I, I followed along or, you know, during the pandemic, I, I didn't know you, but I was hooked. I mean, I couldn't imagine what you were going through and how you were, you know, sharing this with people. Do you think this has like helped you personally? I know it's helped a lot of people to be part of the journey. Yes, no, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I was in therapy after everything that happened. And I asked my therapist that question. I said, you know, why? I said, you know, people would ask me all the time, you know, you don't have to keep updating everybody on Instagram. Like, isn't this just like exhausting? Like, how are you doing this day in and day out? And I, I said to him, I said, why? I'm asking you as a therapist, why did that make me feel better? Because all I can tell you is I would be having a horrible day and then I would get on Instagram and I would do a live or I would sing Nick's song 
and I was joined by a lot of people and I would talk to, you know, this audience that was not talking back to me. It was just me talking to somebody. And I said, it would make me feel better. And he goes, you really don't know why. And I said, no. And he goes, Amanda, because you weren't doing it alone. You had a community. He said, anytime we try to do something ourselves, it's so much harder. He was like, you were already living basically alone, going through something almost basically alone. You're day in and day out. You're, you know, we're all trapped in our houses. He said, but you weren't. You, you built this community around you to support you and to love you and to give you advice and to share things with. He said, of course, it made you feel better. You had a community. So it, 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 it was that for me. And it, I've learned so much from that, that the more we share our stories, however hard it is to do so, you end up feeling better because you've gotten it out of your body and you've shared it with somebody. And when I hear people's stories now, it helps me. Like whenever I hear somebody, you know, a lot of people now come to me with their stories about, you know, losing somebody to, you know, COVID related things or just any, anything. And whenever I hear somebody else's story, it helps me too. It helps me feel less alone. So I just, I really feel like the more we share, the more we learn and the more it helps us to grow and, and, and change, you know, and heal. I, I could imagine like your choice would be to not get off the couch or the bed or to get up and do this. You, you know, you're very, very brave uh, and, and, you know, and you, you seem like you're doing as well as, you know, could be expected are you dating? Is that, even, <laughs> is that even something that's, you know, entering your mind? Yeah, no, I have been dating. Um, I've, I've been dating for a little while now. Um, I, it's funny though, that you ask because I, I think I'm going to go on a little dating hiatus at the moment. It's <laughs> been, it's been, uh, it's been very hard. Um, and I, not only finding the time being a, a single mom with a lot of jobs, um, but also it's just um, for me right now, I'm just, I'm not finding anybody that I really connect with. And so I'll go on a date and, and I'll have had a wonderful time. And the person across from me is, is wonderful. And we have a great conversation, but for, but for me, I, that connection isn't there. And so then I end up leaving the date and I end up feeling a little bit um, like sad, you know, like sad that like, I, I wonder if I'm going to find somebody again. I wonder if I'm going to find that connection that I, you know, have had in my life before. And so I end up feeling like a little, like I'm, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to stay depressed a little bit about it. And so I've just noticed in these last couple of weeks of of really dating and like I'm I'm really trying I'm like going to meet a coffee here have a tea here a glass of wine here a dinner there and and like I said everybody's been really great but it just it's left me sort of in in um feeling a little bit depressed and so I kind of stepped back recently the last couple of days and I've just been like you know what maybe I need to take a pause um and 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 not do this right now because I don't think it's serving um, it's not serving me well. So, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to take a little dating break at the moment, focus on my son. Uh, but have these been fix ups or a little they bit of both? I'm on an app. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of meeting people through an app and then also, um, uh, also fixing up through friends. I have no doubt you will find who you're supposed to be with, but you've, you've been so incredible sharing your story. I know you wrote a book during, um, you know, after, 
after your experiences. What was the name of your book again? Live Your Life. And um, yeah, it was uh, a memoir about, you know, everything that happened, but also the love story between Nick and I and, and how that happened and everything that happened with, yes, with COVID. And also you're an author now. You have a children's book. Yeah, the children's book um, will come out next year. And um, so crazy. It was it was honestly a dream of mine um, back when when I when Elvis first was born. Um, I don't know if you found this, but I, I found that I was like so inspired by Elvis in so many different ways, especially being a new mom. Um, and one of the things that really happened, you know, right away was I had all these ideas for children's books. And so I wrote it on my vision board back in 2019 that I, you know, wanted to do children's books. So to, to actually have it materialized now is sort of crazy. Um, and it and it's very sweet. It came out of um, just our Elvis and I, we have a nightly routine when I put him to bed. This is when he was sleeping in his crib because I told you before, he's not anymore. <laughs> he's now sleeping with mama. But um, but we still do the tradition. But uh, I, I, I rock him and I, I started asking him, do you want me to tell you your dreams? And he started interacting and, by, and saying yes. And so then I just each night would make up this fantastical dream about what he was going to do and where he was going to go. And because I really tried to incorporate Nick in a lot of things that we do, I would always incorporate Nick in the dream that, you know, he would meet, meet up with Dada and they'd go on an adventure together. And then Dada would bring him back home and put him back in his crib and kiss him goodnight. And then in the morning, mama would come into your room and wake you up and ask you all about what happened with your dream. And so I started doing this every night. It was just like our routine. And after a while, I, I thought, you know, gosh, maybe this is a children's book. And so I pitched it to HarperCollins, who had done Live Your Life with me, and they loved it. And they were like, absolutely. And so uh, I, got, I got to write a, my first children's book, and it'll be out this year and I, and I, or this next year, the 2023. And um, I'm, I love it because it's, it's, you know, something that just happened out of our, our natural rhythm of life. Um, and also just trying to incorporate those we've lost. And I think that, you know, anyone can relate, you know, any parent reading their child a book, you know, it could be a grandparent, it could be a parent, it could be a, a brother or a sister, but you can encourage your children that, you know, anyone can come visit them in their dreams and in their dreams, anything can happen. And I'm a huge dreamer and believing in dreams and going for your dreams. So I, I really love this. I love this book and story. Well, well, this is clearly one of the reasons why Elvis thinks he remembers his dad. So, you know, it's, it yeah. kind of gave me the, the chills thinking about it. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. 
it's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fear of the unknown is the greatest fear of all. And for millions of Americans, there is no greater unknown than what to do when faced with an Alzheimer's diagnosis. My name is Dana Torito, and my podcast, The Memory Whisperer, takes a closer look at Alzheimer's disease and those affected by it. Like many of you, I've experienced the disease firsthand. I've been an advocate and care partner for decades and have written extensively about the subject. Each week, I'll talk to people who've been personally affected by the disease and learn how they coped with it. Folks like TV personality Lisa Gibbons. Action is the antidote for fear. And nurse and dementia researcher Dr. Fayron Epps. We no longer can be silent. We have to speak up. We have to share our experiences so we can help each other and learn from each other. Listen to The Memory Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. Probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. 
comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I don't know how you find time and energy to do everything. You also have a makeup company. So tell me about your beauty brand. Oh, I do. Wait, what? which one? Which do you, one's that? Wait, do I have a, did I? I have, a, I have a t-shirt company with my sister. Oh, you, have a, you have a t-shirt company. Tell yes, me about yes, that. Yes, I was like, wait. Oh, well, maybe, I, wait, maybe you do have a makeup brand you don't know about. Honestly, okay. Bobby, sometimes uh, I'm like, wait, do I? Um, uh, do I have something going on? Um, I have a t-shirt company with my little sister, Anna, who also helped write, uh, live your life with me. Uh, we love collaborating on things. We are very creatively, uh, intertwined and we started this during the pandemic and it's called hooray for, and it celebrates all the things that we love about life. And, um, each month we debut a different design. So, um, it started with hooray for life and hooray for health heroes and, we donate proceeds of the t-shirts to charities each month so that um, we're giving back, but also spreading positivity by, you know, it's just a simple t-shirt with a simple message, but I love wearing my Hooray for t-shirts um, because, you know, inevitably people stop you on the street. You know, one of my favorites is Hooray for coffee and people are like, oh man, it's such a great shirt. You're like, yeah, because you know what? Coffee is something that needs to be celebrated. <laughs> uh -huh. And, and how do you take your coffee? Because I want to get into like some of your health and wellness. Oh, no, this is the least healthy thing about me. Um, right. And I'm ashamed to say it, but we all have our vices. Yeah, I love Coffee Mate hazelnut creamer. Oh. And oh. it is terrible for you. I know it is. Oh. But I, I have two cups of coffee in the morning. And uh, I, I, love a, I love a couple squirts of Coffee Mate hazelnut creamer in there. Terrible. Oh my God. So are you from the South? No, I'm from Ohio. Ohio. I'm a yeah, Midwest yeah. girl, I guess. That's oh maybe God. I'll blame it on that. I don't yeah. know. It's terrible. Oh my God. Have you ever tried like, like, like rich, regular cream and a little bit of hazelnut flavoring? Yes, uh, I have. Yeah, I'll okay. do, I'll do a half and half at a yeah. restaurant. Yeah. I'll do yeah. I've even, you know, tried the oat milk creamers, yeah. the almond milk creamers, the healthy versions of creamers. Yeah. And the thing is, is literally like, I don't smoke. I don't drink a lot. I don't do drugs. It literally is my one yeah. vice. My coffee it's, made yeah. is on the creamer. Uh, it's fine. And what about your diet? Are you someone that follows a certain plan or are you, could you eat whatever you want? You know, I, I am a person and, you know, pregnancy did this to me. I, I used to be very, um, you know, super conscious of everything that I was putting into my body. Um, and then, you know, you get pregnant and you have this like kind of freedom where you feel like, you know what, I'm going to eat pizza anytime I want because my baby's craving it or, you know, I don't know. And then after you have your baby, you, you, you really 
are so I was at least so in awe of what a female body can do that we can grow another human inside of us and then take care of that human afterwards that I think it allows so much grace and you start at least I started to be like wow you know I appreciate my body in such a different way um I I, I love what it can do instead of trying to think of you know, how I can restrict it, you know? So um, it really taught me to eat in moderation. Uh, you know, if I want the spaghetti, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, eat the spaghetti. But I also love eating healthy. I am a person that will choose innately. I will choose a really good healthy salad over, you know, some like an in and out burger. Like that's just me. Uh, not to say I won't have the In-N-Out burger on a random occasion. If I'm craving it, I will. But I tend to crave healthy food um, more than junk food. I'm not a snacker. Um, I, I love eating healthy. I love what it, how it makes me feel. Um, so I'll treat myself if I want it. But I think innately, I just want, I, and I want and I crave healthy things. Okay. And yeah. and what about your 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 clothes style when you're not working you're not on tv are you you know do you wear sweats do you wear jeans do you yeah. wear what do you wear uh i would say i'm definitely your blue jean white t-shirt kind of girl with converse that's like my go-to look i have way too many pairs of jeans and way too many white t-shirts and tanks to the to the fact where if i'm not dressed for the talk and if i'm not in a workout outfit or sweatpants and I have to like go meet friends for dinner. I'm always like, wow, I really only have white t-shirts and jeans. So I guess that's what I'm wearing again. But like, I don't know. I love it. I'm comfortable in it. Uh, I feel good in it. So that's kind of like my, I would say my go-to outfit. But, you know, I love, I love, I live in Laurel Canyon. So I love a very Laurel Canyon 60s hippie vibe. But, you know, right now I'm in leather high knee boots and a leather skirt. So I, I mix it up. I love playing with fashion and playing with how it can change your personality. I think that's fun. And who's your favorite t-shirt designer and your favorite jeans? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say a great go-to t-shirt right now is a brand called Wesley. It's available at Bandier. I also like Rag and Bone. And my new favorite pair of jeans is uh, a, a pair from R13. They're very like low slung boyfriendy, uh, relaxed kind of jean. Which yeah, my guy I, friends, I have a, yeah, I have a yeah, couple pair of those. Those you know are really those? good. Yeah. Which yeah. my guy friends tell me never to wear on dates, but I'm uh, like, hey, listen. <laughs> uh, they they are a little low, especially at my age with you know after having three kids. But I wear yeah. them with a nice sweater. They're they're really good legs. I know they're cute, right? I like them. I think it's all about what makes you feel good and comfortable. You know what I mean? Uh, well, your your positivity is infectious, and I ask the same question of everyone: if if people listening could listen to one piece of advice that you have for them that could change the course of their life, what would it be? Gosh, you know, um, I think that it would be to start your day with a positive message. I started doing this about seven years ago. And I really do think that it starts, it kicks off your day 
in a great way. I start my day off with uh, a positive message and I play music. I don't turn on the television. I don't put on the news, not right away. I start it with music and a positive quote. And I find myself smiling and dancing around my kitchen while drinking coffee instead of anxious and uh, stressed about what I'm seeing on the television. So um, I think that the more that we can control our minds first thing in the morning, first thing that we have when we wake up before everything else starts infiltrating it, I think that it really does help to uh, change your mood and your day every day. Oh, I, I love that advice. I start with I start with the news, so I might have to start with some music. So you know what? Start with music. I'm telling you, this morning I put on uh, um, uh, uh, James Brown, mm. and <laughs> I was and, dancing. And you feel good? Yeah, I was dancing around good. a tutti frutti, and I'm like, uh. you know what? Like this is great. Like I had my coffee, and Elvis was dancing. I was like, what a great way to start the day. You know what I mean? Like. Even if it's just for one song, just start start it with music, then turn on the news and see oh. how it changes your day. Oh, I love that. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So nice to talk to you. It was so really nice to chat with you too. So nice to meet yeah. you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you too. All right. Good luck all right. with all your projects. Thank you. Same to you. Bye, Bobby. Thanks for listening. Follow us on social at the Important Things Podcast on Instagram and just Bobby Brown on TikTok. See you guys next time. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, how did we get weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> As a high school student. Plus legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. Top. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat okay. the eat all the leftover the leftover chocolate chips, which was a lot. Then you'd roll the barrel oh, up, so to, up the hill. And then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down. And we've also had an amazing guest like Mike the Miz, Jason Isbell, Carrie Brownstein and Corin Tucker of Slater Kinney. 
and many more. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. So in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about marriage, divorce, my family, my career. I'm also going to be talking a lot about cancer, the ups and the downs, everything that I've learned from it. It's going to be a wild ride. So listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.